Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter. Also, don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your lineup for week five. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with my sisters. Brandon Marianne Lee and Ashley Williams. Welcome to week five. Another one plus dust. Dalvin Cook just ruined one of my legs completely forever. I already lost Greg Olson. It's, it's been a rough, it's been a rough year for injuries. I mean, we're only in week four. I mean, it's just yeah. outrageous. Five. Yeah. Well, I was it was week four, all these injuries. I mean, it's right. just like, are you serious? Like, come on. It's come out of control. On. Yeah, I'm gonna. I what I was saying is I am undefeated. I said this last week too. I'm undefeated in the most leagues I've ever been undefeated in, and I have not gotten a win in the most leagues I've not gotten a win in at this point in the season in my entire fantasy football career. It's it's pretty feast or famine, feast or famine, and it's all based on injuries, all of it. I mean, my David Johnson leagues, I I still haven't recovered from yep. that. I, I don't know what to do. See, I'm not sure I can recover. Yeah, in the David Johnson ones, I can't. I. Uh, I usually have very diverse teams and I have a lot of different kind of players, but then I found myself just like really fighting against all of my teams at one weekend, you know? So I really tried to my key players to get all of the same key players. Can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that because I have Calvin Benjamin. I have Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Crowder. I have Adrian Peterson in a lot of leagues. Well, I did at least have them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tears, tears. And that's not even including the people that are injured. So I, I, I went a different route this year. I regret my choice. I would rather fight against my teams than have all of my teams do well or sink. It's not. I think it's hard for me because I fell in a really similar draft position in almost all of my leagues so a lot of my players are really similar just by proxy of being in that same like within one to two draft picks of each other and so oh man stinks stinks uh, well i am number one though in joe's versus pros out of like 75 people hey yeah i, I guess really you didn't have it. david johnson on that one no that was uh, that was a todd Gurley league Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rams. Rams, 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 Rams. 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 <laughs> I mean, there are no Jets, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, get them out of your lineups. We have our first week of buys. Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Redskins. Get them out. Get them out. Move on. This is a Got really it. brutal buy grouping, if I might yeah. say so. It oh. is it out of the gate week one of the buys. And it's like, Ooh, like all they had to do was like add like the Packers here instead of the Redskins. And it would have been like really bad because the saints have key players. The Broncos have key players. The Falcons have key players and like big, big time game players. So it's like, it's not, not awesome. But the first game of the week will be awesome. We have the New England Patriots at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I like this game. The New England Patriots may not feel as dominant this year, um, but don't worry, you guys. They they really actually are. So, um, listen, they have put up 1,695 yards in the first four games of the season, which is the absolute most in the league. And they are averaging 32.3 points per game, which is the second most in the league behind the Rams. The Rams, <laughs> the Rams. Man, you called it. We all mocked you, but you called it. Rams. The highest scoring offense in football. Oh, oh. Okay, anyway, I'm done. Uh, so you start a lot of people. You're going to start Tom Brady. You're going to start Rob Gronkowski. He is questionable with a thigh injury, but that was uh, he was in Tampa with the team, so he's likely going to play. The game is tomorrow. You'll know quickly, and then you will be able to fill in for him if he does not play. That's the good news about these early injury issues, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, Chris Hogan has, been, um, has the most double-digit fantasy games out of all the wide receivers, so he's the one that I would start. Um, however, you know, it's the beginning of the bye weeks, uh, so certainly Cooks and Amendola are on your radar, uh, especially since the Bucks have given up the absolute most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So, uh, But don't worry, New England uh, stanks on the other side, so it's going to be a fun high-scoring game. Stanks. Uh, first, Rex Burkhead will be out for the third straight game. High scorer, remember, he was going to be the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love fantasy football Twitter. It's the best. Uh, but the running back situation still is murky. It is Mike Gillisley for the goal line back, but unfortunately their defense is so bad that they haven't really had a lot of goal line work for him. They've had to throw the ball a lot, so he just hasn't had a lot of carries, like around the 12 range every week. It's hard to get it done like that, you guys. Uh, he scored, obviously, those three touchdowns in week one and then a touchdown, but then it's been a dry spell. So hopefully he's able to get over that. Uh, and then James White is in for over 50% of the team's snaps. Uh, he is the guy who's on the field the most, uh, but he's just not getting the work. Uh, in PPR leagues, he's a flex. That's true. Uh, only 18 carries for 73 yards on the season. However, uh, he has come down with 22 of his 26 targets for 173 yards, but no touchdowns again. So, you know, it's fine. Um, Dion Lewis scored a touchdown last week, but he hasn't scored over three fantasy points uh, in non-PPR formats any other time this season. So you can't depend on that. Uh, he's the new Brandon Bolden, everybody. And you know what I mean. You know what yes. I mean. And Goskowski is only the 12th highest scoring kicker so far this season. Uh, again, because it's been a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of field goals, not a lot of just, you know, holding on to the ball. It's intriguing. I still think you hold on to him, obviously. He's he's Goskowski. Uh, on the bench, wow. Uh, this is more of a segue into the Bucks than anything else, but the New England defense is really, really, really bad. Like New Orleans Saints bad and they have allowed the most yards 1827 and the second most allowed would be indianapolis with 1585 so they have allowed more yards yards. than they have had and they have the most yards in the nfl thus far right i'm sorry uh and it's almost it's it's 250 more than the Colts, who are the second most. And then they have allowed the... uh, So the Colts allow more points per game at 34.0, but the Patriots are at 32.0. So they're right there as well at second place there. You guys, it's not good. Brilliant. Well, it is good. That was my dramatic flourish at the end. Did you see that? Yes. It is good 
for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have Jameis Winston ranked number three. Sometimes Winston is good. Sometimes he's not so good. It, it you know, you you don't necessarily know what you're going to get, but I'm going to go that he's good this week after a near perfect game and facing what we just talked about, the awful awful New England defense has given up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Mike Evans, we have number four, Deshaun Jackson, 24. Evans is always in your lineup. Deshaun Jackson is a boomer bust player. He busted last week, so he should boom this week against the, the Patriots. So I like Deshaun Jackson this week. Cameron Bray, I told you to start Cameron Bray last week. I said, I said that he might, I, yep. I, I thought he could get, two touchdowns i'm sorry he only got you 80 yards and a touchdown i apologize i wasn't <laughs> expecting the 80 yards i'm not gonna lie that's a lot of yards for a tight end that's not named gronkowski but hey amazing that makes two touchdowns in the last three games so keep him in your lineup doug martin is back you guys it's tough to say how much he's back because it seems like they're going to be splitting the carries between him and Rodgers. Rodgers did okay while Martin was gone against some tougher defenses. So I think that either one of them is no more than a flex this week, even though it's a bad defense. They're going to have the opportunity, so I don't mind you putting them in, but we just don't know how it's really going to pan out. I guess Doug Martin was watching all the games at a at like a sports bar, which I just love. It's like he had to be surrounded by it, you know, just like he couldn't be there at the game. So he just needed to like put himself in the, but he's in football shape is what I was told. All so right. one no of our uh, listeners right now on YouTube is asking if uh, Bill Belichick's going to take out Evans. I'm not quite sure this defense has been able to take out anybody though. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Evans has is- got the volume. Dude, I'm not concerned, right? Yeah, but I mean, he did no. take out. I mean, he's making the point too. He took out Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, and I mean, yeah. But then Kelvin Benjamin kind of tore it up, right? I mean, well, not tore it up, but I mean, he did better than he's done any. In it was Devin Funchess who really Devin killed it. Funchess did really yeah. well, which is why I like Deshaun Jackson yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I don't know how. Who are you going to bench Mike Evans with when you have four guys on four teams on by? that are, you know, lead yeah. wide receivers. I just, I mean. He did well against Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he seems to be doing yeah, well. Yeah, he gets away. And he's going to drop half the passes. He's going to do that regardless. It's Oh, maybe it's part of him taunting the cornerback covering him. <laughs> I don't know. But it makes sense in his head, and it makes sense in fantasy. So we're still going with him. Nick Folk, the kicker, we have him ranked number 10. I already talked about Jack Reese Rogers. I'm okay in that flex spot. And on my bench, Tampa Bay defense. It's the same, same old bad defenses, good games, good games. All right, fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try our new fantasy app, Draft. It's a weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long leagues. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start for just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in real-life snake drafts, just like you play with your friends in the season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on playdraft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. You must 
excuse me, but you have to put in our show's promo code, which is HFF. That's right. Play for real money game for free just for using the Her Fantasy Football promo code HFF on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play for free with our promo code HFF. All right. This is not as exciting of a game. We have the Arizona Cardinals the Philadelphia Eagles. So, <laughs> there's a couple people on here that's interesting. I know. Okay. I, know I don't know. I don't like the Eagles. Just a few. So really? I'm into the Eagles. I know. Year. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Minus Lashon Jeffrey, which I'm never into. But talk about the Cardinals first here. So, Larry Fitzgerald got four of seven targets for 32 yards, which was not great. But he did have a touchdown. That touchdown came as a game-winning play. So, that saved it for you, Larry Fitzgerald owners. Uh, this was a, he was relatively quiet compared to last week. And this was just kind of a boring game in general, but he's still Palmer's guy. He has great matchup this week. So expect better numbers from him. And I'm going to stick with the fact that Carson Palmer is still somebody that you should be streaming. He completed 33 of 51 passes for 357 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Again, who cares about the interception? She, and again, he should have had another score on top of this. So for me, the Eagles get up the six most points to quarterbacks. I think he's another great option to stream. I like Palmer. Not sexy to watch, but you know what? Doesn't matter. There's plenty of guys that need, people need to be streaming. So for my sleepers, the most confusing part of the Cardinals offense are the other wide receivers not named Larry. We talk about this every single week. So I think the best way we can get an idea here is opportunity again, right? So opportunity is all that you can really look at when it comes to streamers like this. So Jerron Brown played 82 of 86 snaps, which was 95%, by the way. John Brown compared was only in 53 snaps and JJ Nelson was in for 25 snaps. So Jerron Brown has had double digit targets in two of the last three games. And it seems that John Brown is going to eat much more into JJ Nelson's time than Jerron Brown's time, which I think a lot of us thought it would be the opposite, but it's not, it's going to be JJ Nelson. Now, granted JJ Nelson has had a hamstring injury. Um, and he's, that still is lingering, but he hasn't missed any game time with it. He's missed some practice. And again, he missed practice on Wednesday, but uh, he hasn't missed any game time. So if we look at the actual targets and such, John Brown was targeted 12 times, caught eight of them for 105 yards. You compare that to much lower targets of John Brown, seven targets, caught three of them for 47, and J.J. Nelson, only four targets, caught three of them for 34. Jerron Brown is the one that you're going to want to throw the dice on. So he's the one that you need to target if you need to take any one of these secondary receivers as a sleeper because you may have Michael Thomas out or you might have Manuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas because of bye weeks. I'm okay if you want to roll the dice on Jerron Nelson out of the three if you have to. And it looks like we've got a two-headed running game in Arizona, which is nice, down from the three-headed we thought perhaps. But Chris Johnson rushed 13 times for 32 yards and had 31 yards on three catches. Compare that to Andre Ellington, who caught nine of 14 targets for 86 yards and only rushed five times with a total of 18 yards. Ellington led the Cardinal backs in snaps, and so he's seen the most action. And, and he's someone that I think should be owned in a, if it's nicely into that flex role, especially if you're in PPR. I think regardless of how the whole running back situation plays out, Andre Ellington's role is the most secure and you can feel the best about. So again, I like him as a possible flex option. I do too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Philadelphia Eagles, Courtney's <laughs> favorite team. I wasn't huge on Ertz last week, um, and I was wrong. 
Last week was huge, in my opinion, for Zach Ertz owners because Ertz had a really tough matchup in which other tight ends had been completely shut down, and he excelled. Zach Ertz caught five of eight targets for 81 yards, um, and he now has more than 80 yards in three of his last four games, and he has had no fewer than five catches in each of his outings. So he is a must-start every single week, and I'm going to actually say that you do not concern yourself with matchups with him, period, going forward. Zach Ertz has finally established himself. Zach Ertz is a must-starter, period. Now, Alshon Jeffrey, on the other hand, I'm not his favorite belong. His touchdown was the only thing that saved him since he caught only three of six targets for 29 yards. Really bad. Um, but he'll be up against Patrick Peterson this week. And, you know, I think you'd be wise to find another option if you can because he doesn't do great against shutdown corners. So if you have somebody comparable, I think you should not play Alshon Jeffrey. In reality, you probably don't have somebody that's comparable, which means that you will probably have to play Alshon Jeffrey, but you should not be expecting big numbers from him at all. Um, don't forget the Cardinals shut down all tight ends or all the touchdowns last week. So, I mean, it's just, Ooh, I don't love it. I don't love Alshon Jeffrey against shut down quarters. Carson Wentz on the other hand, I do love Courtney and I can't believe you're not in the Carson Wentz train. I don't know why this doesn't feel right. I don't know why either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Have you seen all these sad think pieces this week about how sad the Cleveland Browns are because they could have had Carson Wentz, they could have had Jared Goff, they could have had Deshaun Watson, and they got Deshaun Kaiser. Poor little thing. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I they benched him for Kevin Hogan. As we say, Browns are good to Brown. The Browns, Browns are going to Brown. Brown. Every week, everybody, everybody, mm -hmm. every week. Well, Philly's happy with their choice because Carson Wentz, he was 17 to 31, which wasn't great, but he still had 242 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. He is the eighth highest scoring quarterback on the season, guys. He's only owning 82% of leagues as well. So go check and see if he's out there in your league and snag him because there's a chance he might be. So go look for him, especially if you've got a bye week, there's a chance he's out there. Now, for the sleepers, we might have possibly the most confusing backfield in the NFL right now. Try to think of one more confusing. Maybe then, the Saints. Maybe the Saints. But then the Browns. Eagles. The Seahawks. No. no. Well, Seahawks. Yes. Corny. All right. Seahawks be the mouse. So we're going to say Eagles is number Cincinnati two. Cincinnati Bengals. I guess it's not no. confusing. It's just bad. Just bad. It's not confusing. It's bad. So here's here's the deal with, with the Eagles backfield. And I'm sorry. I've got a cold, so I sound even more like a man than usual here. But um, – you sound I'm great. I don't at all. Actually, I'm sitting here just like seeing my snotty face. Like, anyway, um, I'm going to say by the fact that I think Blunt is still the one to own as he is the goal line back. Um, but let's talk about stat lines here. So Wendell Smallwood played 35 of 79 snaps, which was nine more snaps than Blunt. But Smallwood was out touched by Blunt 17 to 14. So Smallwood rushed 10 times for 34 yards and a touchdown. Um, plus four catches for 45 yards. And he is the pass down, pass bound back. That's just, that's what he is. But LeGarrette Blunt rushed 16 times for 136 yards and had one 20 yard reception. He's never going to be a pass catching back. That's not what LeGarrette Blunt does. That's why they have Wendell. That's why they had Sproles before he got hurt. Um, they're always going to have that two back situation. But then you have Corey Clement, Clement, who rushed 10 times for 30 yards. He looked interesting, but really his only purpose is to piss people off who own Blunt and Smallwood. That's really all he does is he takes away touches and takes away yards from those two guys. 
So the moral of the story for me is that Blunt is a guy to own out of them in standard league. Smallwood's your guy if you have PPR, um, but Blunt generally is a goal line back. Wendell Smallwood only got the touchdown because Blunt didn't get in four times. They just changed it up and changed the play. So it's very confusing, and this could change again next week, but as of right now, Blunt's your guy. Nelson Aguilar caught only three or four targets for 58 yards. He's a streamer only, and Torrey Smith caught one of three for nine. Did drop a potential 80-yarder, though, so that one hurt if you're a Torrey Smith owner. Mm. But the problem for me is if you're if you're in bi-week trouble, maybe you can consider him. I think there's better options for you out there to stream this week, like Jerome Brown is an example. He's a much better option than Torrey Smith. Jerome, I love Jerome. Jerome Brown, I love you. I have him a lot of places, actually. I just went out and just snatched him up everywhere. Good for you. Yeah. All right, we have... Game of the week, New York Jets, the Cleveland Browns, the Browns. All right, those Jets. All right, below Powell, finally. There you go. Managed his first good game last week. Total of 190 yards and a touchdown. Well done, sir. Granted, 75 yards and a touchdown came in one play. Correct. But you know what? You still got over 100 yards. With the Where he fell touches. down. He acted like he had died, and then he got yeah. up and ran again. Ran. That was I crazy. Know. That was, it was crazy. so good. It's so good. This is his second week in a row with a touchdown. So now we can have him ranked where we thought he was going to be when drafting him on a bye week. Um, but I wouldn't play him with any high expectations. I think he is still at flex guy. Um, we might have him ranked high, but Cleveland is tough against running backs. Luckily for Powell, receiving backs do do better against the Browns. Um, Bell and Mixon had a tough time against Cleveland, but Bernard and Buck Allen both had double digits. So, Forte would most likely miss this week as well as um, in 12-man leagues. I think you need to kind of move on, but you might want to think of McGuire as a flex option as well. He had a huge game last week with over 130 yards and a touchdown. Um, play with low expectations but high hopes, and I think that's kind of how the Jets feel in general and how you're yep. going to use them. Oh, yeah. So low expectations, that. high hopes, high okay? Hopes. Jets defense. <laughs> High hopes for them as well. We have them ranked number five. So get her done. Streaming defenses, get them in your lineup. Uh, sleepers, Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson. If you want consistency, this is not where you should be looking. But if you're looking for a high ceiling, then Curse or Anderson could be your guy. It's two points or 16. Nobody knows. There's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't matter how tough their defense is, what cornerback they're going against, uh, what the weather is. Um, you know, it does not matter. It just doesn't matter. So you play at your own risk, just like any other Jets. Side note, Curly has caught every ball thrown his way. And that is with Josh McCowan throwing the ball. So I have to say keep it's an impressive. eye on him mm -hmm. because mm. consistency, I think, is something that is rewarded from veteran quarterbacks. And I could see um, the Jets seeing how this is like a rebuilding year, them relying on somebody that has sure hands like that. Maybe not now, but maybe later towards the end of the season, the Jets are like that perfect team that you get those streaming guys from on buys, the guys that you plug and play. These are the dudes. So if Curly is catching every single ball thrown to him and he can get four targets and 40 yards and all you need is eight points in your PPR league, then you're going to take him. All right. Uh, 
Austin Safarian Jenkins. He caught all of his targets last week. He appears to have sure hands, and he can't find the end zone. Appears. That's okay. Cleveland gives up the second most fantasy points to tight end, so it's possible he does do have a decent fantasy week. Yes. Uh, I do like him. Look at Brandon. She hates it, but it's the truth. No, I like it. I had to I had to rely on him this week. Yeah, but like you hate week. Austin Safarian Jenkins. You were like so not excited to come have him come back to the NFL. Don't pretend like now in week five. Oh, no, you like no, him. No. Yeah, no, Is no. Is anyone him. excited about Austin Safarian Jenkins? I don't know why we're not. What? I don't know why we're not. Well because he has proven to be incredibly inconsistent over his NFL career. And he's gotten a not a hard worker. Gotta give people second chances, sometimes third. I, I, I get Fifth it. I get chances. It, but... That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. On your bench, Josh Cowan and the kicker. But I do see nine fantasy points in his future. Nine. nine. Austin? Kenton Zaro. Kenton Zaro. For Kenton Zaro. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. All well, right, let me, let's keep this uh, quick. The reason why the Jets are a streaming defense is because they're playing against the Browns. And unfortunately, Deshaun Kaiser has struggled. Um, <laughs> listen, he got benched last week for Kevin Hogan after he went for only 118 passing yards. He only threw one interception as opposed to three, which he had done in the previous two weeks. Uh, it's just it's hard to find anyone startable when that's the quarterback play. Um, and poor Kevin Hogan, you know, he's so one dimensional. All the guy does is score touchdowns. Um, no, I, they're never going to give Kevin Hogan a chance, but it is fun to cheer for him a little bit. And I, I wish, <laughs> I wish Deshaun Kaiser, you know, was better too. It's just kind of sad, but the Browns are Brownsing big time. A uh, lone exception here might be Duke Johnson. His, uh, Volume is going in the right direction. 15 catches over the last two weeks. Um, actually, he is um, the third in targets among all running backs with 28. He's caught 20 so far for 207 yards, third most among running backs. Uh, yeah, so I'm okay with him in the flex. Uh, the Jets allowed Leonard Fournette to catch four passes for 59 yards and a touchdown last week. So hopefully uh, Duke Johnson can replicate something like that. There are no sleepers yeah. because, again, the quarterback play. Crowell is obviously a bust. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, it's just time to say it. Uh, and part of it's because they're behind all the time because there's so many turnovers that they're not going to run the ball. I mean, they have to throw the ball to keep up. So this is a game script issue. It's sad, but true. Playoffs. Playoffs. Remember when Richard Higgins was all the excitement when he got 11 targets in week two? two yeah. Yeah. Four targets and zero catches in week four. Um, but he is on the field for the most snaps. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, Kenny Britt is questionable with a knee and groin injury, but also Hugh Jackson said that if it wasn't for injuries, he would have benched him. He is not playing good enough football. I say you just drop him. I don't think there's any way you can possibly rely on Kenny Britt moving forward, and I don't think he has any trade value. Sammy Coates hasn't caught a ball yet as a Brown, but he's back at practice after nursing that hamstring injury. And it could be Ricardo Lewis, who caught five of his nine targets for 64 yards last week, but I'm not touching anyone here. It includes the kicker, the the defense, any tight ends, no. So is this could be another week where you ask if this is the week the Browns win on our serious show, Brandon? I, and you and Courtney <laughs> both vote Browns. I'm going to go Jets, Ashley. I'm going to go Jets. Gonna go I would go Jets time. on this one. Yeah. Break, breaking the trend. Which probably means Browns are going to win. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll All try. Right. I'll try to keep it together. <laughs> All right. We have the Carolina Panthers, the Detroit Lions. Let's talk about Cam Newton, shall we, ladies? 
Oh, where do we begin? Where <laughs> do we begin? Uh, if you uh, have been under a hole, Mr. Cam Newton was in a press conference where a lady reporter who is always there um, asked him a question about routes when it comes to Devin Funchess. And well, he said it was funny that a woman was asking those kinds of questions. About routes, yeah. So, yeah. Is, is it funny, Cam? Is it funny, Cam? You know, Cam's already somebody that people already hate, right? Because he's a quarterback with a loud mouth, throws fits. I mean, it's Which is what like I like about him. Like and that's him. what I, I always like him, liked about yeah. him, too. And I love the fact that, you know, like, he does great things for children and in hospitals and donates a lot of his time and whatever. But sometimes you just can't hide ignorance. And that's what was there. He seems to be unapologetic for it, which is even more upsetting because it's like, okay, you said something that upset a large group of people and a large, that's a large group of people. Um, then, you know, you say sorry, but obviously he didn't find that necessary. So. Well, I did, what, what I just find so interesting is we have female assistant coaches. We have female referees. Like, why would you think somebody wouldn't have basic football knowledge, that a female just couldn't grasp basic football knowledge? Um, I think Brennan put it best when she said it's just kind of sad. He's missing out on a lot of good conversations with women, which is making up about half of the NFL viewership right now. So yeah. um, it's really sad. It's sad. And sadly, we're not shocked here. And maybe I mean, that's, you know, yeah, I would say it's not brain surgery, a route tree, but women are brain surgeons too. So I don't want to shock anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's just basic math and like paying attention, like, you know, reading. I, you know, you can learn any game, but. And enjoying a sport. Yeah. We've been doing that for forever. I mean, that's just crazy. What Because well, it's all males who play in it for the majority of professional NFL. Well, that it's just like yeah. what, women can't understand it. They can't enjoy it. I mean, who do you think took you to the, all these football practices growing up? Majority of the time, I'm sure it was the moms. And they sat there and watched their football. You can't tell me that these men didn't have conversations about football with their mothers at, at some point. I'm not saying necessarily Cam Newton, but just in general. I mean, I know I had to go sit in soccer with my kids. I learned a lot about soccer. Do I enjoy soccer? No. No, I don't. <laughs> but I know a lot about it now because I had to observe it. You know, it's just like, give me a break. Give me well, a I think that the thing is, is that, you know, a, what's sad, and I talk to my husband this all the time, is that, you know, he, he'll he get really upset about these things, right? He'll be like, I can't believe this guy said this. And I'm like, you know, it's really sad. I can because people say this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people that feel this way. It's unfortunate. And again, they're just missing out on a lot of fun conversations about football with women, whether that be women in their lives, whether that be their wives or their mothers or their children or whatever, or even just like women that they just meet, you know, to assume that half the population has no idea what you do professionally is kind of bizarre, but hey, whatever. I mean, he had one good game this season, so good on you, Cam. Good on you. <laughs> Good uh, on so, you. <laughs> real quick, I have to say it because we we talk about reality TV on the show a lot, and I just saw this episode of The Kardashians in reference to <laughs> in reference to um, 
Kendall Jenner and that Pepsi ad, right? I remember all the controversy that caused, and she was kind of mum about it for a while. And I'm sure it turns out because they wanted the TV ratings on the, um, the Kardashians, whatever, because they addressed it on that show. But it's pretty bad when Kim Kardashian is the one who's saying things like, you know what, Kendall? Be honest and be real. You need to address this and take this as a learning moment and grow and grow, you know. And I was like, Cam, I hope you take this as a learning moment and grow. And there just because you don't say something that you find offensive does not mean it's not offensive to other people. And you don't, and it's just like, that's the way it is, you know? Yep. Just, yeah, learn. Grow. Yep. And grow. And grow. And grow. There we go. Mm. And grow. Learn All right, grow. now we'll get to But is he, worth, is he worth playing this week, Courtney? Tell us. You know what? I think it's going to be kind of a tough game for him against yeah. the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I mean, he is ranked right on the cuff of a starting quarterback. We have him ranked number 12. So that's exactly, I think, where he probably will be. I think he will fall to the top 10 quarterbacks this week. Detroit's defense is really good unlike the Patriots where he had a good game. So I am seeing low teen fantasy points for Mr. Cam Newton this week. Uh, Calvin Benjamin is listed as questionable, but he should play. Um, he still doesn't have a touchdown, but he did see over 100 yards last week against New England, which somebody brought up earlier, and you think they're going to stop Cam Newton. The wide receivers may not have found the end zone, but they did have plenty of yards. So I think that Mike Evans will find the end zone against the Patriots as well as have plenty of yards. Just wanted to add that in there real fast. Um, so I don't love Calvin Benjamin this week. Um, listen, I have to start him in half of my leagues. And I'm not starting him in the half of the leagues that I don't have to start him in. And that's where he kind of lies. So if you have to do it, I understand, but he's not my favorite. Graham Gano, on the other hand, love him. My sleepers, unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey hasn't been what you were all hoping for that drafted him high no. high in the third round um and neither has jonathan stewart but you got him in the ninth round so you don't hate yourself as much about that one stewart's had a tough game last week including having a fumble mccaffrey hasn't been any better it's just been tough for both of them the lions defense is pretty good mccaffrey has had 16 fantasy points total in three of their four games and Stewart has had less than 15 fantasy points in the same ratio. So each has had one good game this season, one against the 49ers and the other one against the Saints. Neither of those defenses can you can compare with the Detroit Lions of 2017. Devin right. Funches got a pair of touchdowns last week. He has seen 19 targets in the last two weeks. I like him more than Benjamin this week. I think that um, if they use him properly, he should get you the fantasy points that you're hoping for. Carolina's defense is right there on the cuff of, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but if you had to, I understand. Ed Dixon obviously is on your bench. Bless his heart. All right. Detroit Lions, Matthew Stabbert. Haven't loved Matthew's play lately. I also don't love this matchup. I think he will have a fall. He will fall out of the top 10 quarterbacks as well this week. Um, we do have him ranked number six, but I just, I'm, he's, this is not my favorite matchup. Under 250 yards and one touchdown, I think will be his stat line. So. Um, Golden. It's Tate. a brutal week for quarterbacks, though. It is a brutal week for quarterbacks. It is. It is. I don't. I don't like anyone this week. Can I just not play a quarterback? I know it is really tough. You can. You won't win. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, thus far, Tate has gone every other game being worth anything. So this is supposed to be his week on. So go ahead and put him in your lineup. This is it. It might also be a home and away thing, which 
It's okay because the Lions are home, so you can go ahead and play him. It's fine. Detroit's defense, I said on our SiriusXM show, I said this is the unsolved mystery, whether the Detroit Lions defense is really worth anything um, or if it's just been the matchups. And I said I think that they are going to go against the Minnesota Vikings that have been one of the toughest offenses for defenses this year. This year, I think they're still going to get double digits, and sure enough, they still got double digits. They're still the number one defense in fantasy points. You were starting the Detroit's defense. I hope they have a very, very good game on Sunday. Matt Prater. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Prater, obviously, Amir Abdullah. The man is breaking records this yeah, year, you guys. More than 86 yards. Which is hey. more than he's ever had. So <laughs> first for him, 20 carries. He had 94 yards rushing, which is the most he's ever had. Boom, two of those. And he got his first touchdown of the season last week. Amir Abdullah. More than 8.6 points. <laughs> more than 8.6 points. Yep, he's got a you, new floor. my friend, moving on up. You're moving on up. I moving like his potential. This is a tough matchup. So if you need him, okay. But because of buys, I think I don't hate him. Just temper your expectations. I don't think he's going to be making many more records this week. Uh, Marvin Jones, Jones is right where he should be in that 35 to 40 range. Only play him if you have to. Theo Riddick, do not love him this week. Haven't liked him yet. He hasn't done much, guys. It's sad, but that's the reality of it. Eric Ebron, stop yourself. Stop. All right, the Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers, who everybody loves to go see, and then New York Giants. Okay, I don't know if you saw this really interesting article on the ringer.com titled, The Chargers are a case study in whether an NFL team can survive without fans. <laughs> but they talked about how they're swapping human fans for profitable empty seats in Los Angeles. And it was very intriguing as to like kind of what's going on there. And, and that, you know, I mean, the, the players basically said we don't have a home field. Like there's a place where we go to play more than once, but it's not a home field advantage at all. In fact, right. um, the majority of the fans are for the other team. Uh, and it's a soccer stadium and they can't even sell it out. It's really, really sad. And then this team is sad. And I think that it all ties together, actually, in the fantasy land. I think this is just kind of bad juju. Um, They're the I'll best, worst team in the NFL. Right next to the New York Giants. But the Los Angeles Chargers are the best worst team i think they are i think they're good yeah they've got good players good fantasy like they do they just can't get wins it's okay. yeah no i agree so so here's the deal one of these two teams is going to win i think we all <laughs> lose but one of these teams is going to win the chargers or the giants and i think it's probably going to the giants but we'll no. see I, I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're both really bad. They're both, on, They're both bad really on both bad. sides of the ball. They're both really bad. Um, and mostly it's because their quarterbacks are, are making huge, huge mistakes often and really vital parts of the game. So we'll see. It should be a very interesting time. Um, Tyrell Williams has actually been on the field for 92% of the uh, team's offensive snaps. And then Keenan Allen uh, has been on the field for 86% of the snaps. Now, Tyrell Williams had a big game last week, but he hasn't had as much before. 
four. Keenan Allen is a must start, right. though, based off of volume every single week, regardless of matchup. Um, the Giants are in the middle of the pack, allowing an average of 216.5 passing yards per game, which is the 19th most in the league. It's just kind of like, eh. um, if Melvin Gordon is completely healthy, I like him. Uh, the Giants give up an average of 142.8 rushing yards per game, which is the fifth most in the league. This would be a nice matchup, and maybe they could finally get their run game going. But unfortunately, yeah. I'm not quite sure what's going on with his knee. I'm not quite sure they're being honest with us about his knee. So I'm having a difficult time suggesting him keep your eye on the injury report. Um, you know, he was good weeks one through three. Last week, he was not. I wonder if this is a knee issue, and I don't know if they're going to be honest with us. Uh, I don't want to tell you what to do with the tight end situation either. This is very, very weird. Very weird. Um, listen, there, Henry and Gates have been on the field about the same amount of time. Um, Henry scored a touchdown last week. Um, sometimes it's Gates. I mean, it, and the other thing is, like, when Henry doesn't, you know, have a big game, he gets a zero. And yeah, that's, he that's literally zeroes like out. Zero. Z like, no, nothing. Half of yeah. the times he's gotten zero points. So I want to tell you he's going to get a touchdown here. I just it's that or zero and it depends on whether or not you need to swing for the fences uh travis benjamin scored double digit fantasy points in weeks one uh and three and four or fewer points in ppr formats weeks two and four uh this i guess is a pattern uh, if you want to believe in that i just don't think i want to even touch that with a 10-foot pole and then los angeles chargers are 26th in average fantasy points scored as a defensive unit so they're off the chart, no, and Young Hui Ku <laughs> makes me cry Aww. all the time, scoring an average of 4.75 fantasy points per game. Uh, in terms of the Giants, you guys, uh, one of these teams will win. As I said, Odo Beckham Jr. is questionable after dislocating his finger uh, and twisting his ankle again in week four, yeah. but it looks like he's going to play and he's fine. Uh, he did uh, go to the press and talked about the weird peeing celebration and his private conversation. Uh, the Giants are just sort of spiraling out of control. I, you know what? He can't, I, I, Every time he got hurt, he left. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. And he came right back. And got hurt again. Came right back in. The guy plays ball. The guy can play ball. And I don't really care about yeah. the peeing antics and all of that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm getting asked about a Mike Williams stash. If you have a very deep, deep roster or a deep, deep bench, yes, I'm fine with you stashing Mike Williams. My my main problem here is that I'm not quite sure this offense is going to score enough points to go around, and Keenan Allen seems rather entrenched. So many mouths to feed there. Yeah. So many mouths. Yeah. If it's not Keenan Allen, I'm just a little nervous. I'm going to say this, though. Uh, still only 28% owned in Yahoo leagues. I like Wayne Gollum this week. Uh, Paul Perkins, A, shouldn't be on your roster if you listen to the show, but he's also B, questionable, and I don't know why we're still talking about him. He has yet to rush over 22 yards or get over 12 yards receiving. Hello! Whereas yeah. Wayne Gollum, I, listen, he carried the ball 11 times last week for 42 yards and then caught both of his targets for 8 yards and a touchdown. I think he by far looks the best out of anyone that's been running the ball there. So I am intrigued by him this week. Um, the Chargers give up the 8th most fantasy points to opposing running backs so fly my friend fly i mean what you could do a lot worse you guys you could do a lot worse and paul perkins should not be on your team stop it uh brandon marshall has been on the field for over 83 percent of the snaps he is there you guys he is getting targets he's just not playing well and he himself admitted the same i have a very difficult time telling you what to do with him because he has been getting double digit tar targets lately Still but he's not, not catching enough. anything Absolutely. You can't play I, him. It's bad. You can't play him. It's 
bad. No. Orleans Darkwa is someone that they were excited about, but he's questionable with a back injury and he missed week four. No kicker, no defense. Um, the Giants are the 30th highest scoring defense in leagues right now. That's right. There are only two teams scoring less fantasy points than the New York Giants. And they're the Patriots twice. No, the Patriots have scored a little bit more. <laughs> the Patriots are, uh, I think, 28th in scoring. Hey, listen, I'm and a the Patriots Browns. fan when it yeah. comes to defense. So this is upsetting because me you too. draft the Patriots defense thinking it's the Patriots defense, you yeah. know? So I'm not – it's just – it's funny because how – the world has, and changed. I didn't mention two of my favorites. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Sterling Shepard in PPR formats is a solid high floor option. Um, he's he's not going to really get a great ceiling unless he scores a touchdown. Uh, but man, these are two kind of like you know uh, wacky teams. So anything's possible. And then my guy Evan Engram, at least four catches and at least over, uh, he's been over 40 yards every single game, and he's a tight end. I don't know how he's yep. not owned in every single league. So for me, they're just automatic starters. So I just want to point them out as well. All right, the second game of the week, San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. Oh, Carlos Hyde, we all know that if Hyde is on the field, you were playing him. He's a top 10 running back in standard leagues. Not a huge game last week, but the Colts give up the six most fantasy points to running backs thus far. So if he plays, you're playing him. Pierre Garçon. Garçon came back to reality last week with four receptions for 36 yards. The only reason why he is ranked so high is because he's playing the Colts. Yeah. Wide receiver three or a flex. His floor is very low. Okay? So, low expectations, high hopes. Marquise Goodwin is listed as questionable with a concussion. That is his fourth in just over a year. That's some scary, scary stuff. I will say for my sleepers, Trent Taylor. And you may ask yourself, who's Trent Taylor? I asked myself the same question. But I am not <laughs> saying to start him. But in really deep leagues, he could be an interesting play. He saw 10 targets last week, had a touchdown last week. The Colts give up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Cooper Cup found the end zone. J.J. Nelson found the end zone. Kenny Britt got a touchdown. Paul Richardson got a touchdown against the Colts. All of those guys were not the number one wide receiver on their team at the time. I'm just saying. We know there's nobody else, so it might be Trent Taylor. Maybe Opportunity. Taylor. Opportunity. Opportunity. It's there. Yep. Everybody else is on the branch. Brett Hoyer. Or Brian Hoyer, excuse me. The defense. The kicker. The tight end. George Kittle. And for the Colts. So I think Jacoby Brissett is someone that people get kind of excited about. And they're like, oh, maybe it could really happen. But I just want to point you guys in the direction that um, his one game of double-digit points came against the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Okay. So Temp uh, your excitement. I, you know, and I know San Francisco is close to the Cleveland Browns. So I could understand your excitement as well. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, also, that was his only big game. Uh, other than that, it's been five or less points in standard scoring, so that's a little tragic. Uh, Frank Gore is a solid, you know, eight-point type guy, eight to 12. Again, it's the bye weeks. Maybe that's your thing. This is the best matchup they're going to go up against, you guys. So if you're not playing them now, you're never going to. They're just going to be very solid 
fill-in dudes. No one is exciting on this team. Uh, Jack Doyle, I don't even know what to say about this, you guys. He's had negative points. He's had seven points. He's now he's questionable with a concussion, limited at Wednesday's practice. I think I'm going to say that you avoid. But basically, that's the only bad matchup is actually for Jack Doyle. Everyone else is a pretty decent matchup, but you are really throwing darts here. I'm going to say this right now. T.Y. Hilton gets another 20-point game. I want you to trade that. that I was going to say mother, mm, but I'm going to just trade him. Trade well, it. People, make me not We're all excited about Andrew Luck because he says, I will for sure play sometime this year. But to me, that says he's not close to playing. Right, right. Sometime so, this year is not what I wanted to hear. No. He is back at practice, though. Um, he is throwing the ball. It is going in the right direction. Um, I still think that you have someone in your league who has high expectations for T.Y. Hilton when Andrew Luck comes back, and I just think he's the one thing that you can trade and get some value on. Agreed. I agree with that. I agree. All right, you guys, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. The Titans, Delaney Walker. Listen, this team in general has just been a disappointment thus far. Walker hasn't found the end zone yet, and he has seen the targets, and we are talking about tight ends, you guys, so you're still starting Walker. That's just the reality we're living in. DeMarco Murray, they have been a lot of injuries when it comes to running back, so you are playing DeMarco Murray, but it is a timeshare for sure with Henry. Last week shouldn't count because the Titans got so far behind, they completely abandoned the run, but the week before, it was almost an even split, so to be honest, I am not in love with this situation going on with Murray and Henry against, you know, decent defenses. I mean, Miami's not great but you know like it it's not going to be everything that you were hoping for i don't think so i apologize the only person who's not letting you down his name is ryan Suckup. uh yeah. so maybe we want this team to keep going down so we can still continue to enjoy ryan Suckup. goals. yes amazing uh, i would maybe even put him higher than four and i know i do the rankings for kickers but <laughs> well you can call yourself out for sure well, no, here's the issue is that I sit there and and I'll look at other industry standards too just to make sure I'm not completely out of whack. And I am completely out of whack when it comes to Ryan Suckup and Greg Zerlein because everybody else have them far outside of the top 10. That's fine. You let and them. And they're like top two kickers in football. So I still feel there's a couple that would be slightly better matchups, but he is for sure a must play. For sure. It doesn't team. matter about the matchups because it's, yeah. it's like the Tennessee is not going to necessarily score. So if he's going to get the field goal, so it's fine. It's fine. All right. Richard Matthews. Matthews continues to see the target. So he's a nice play in PPRs for sure. Um, Eric Decker just not getting the targets, not getting a red zone target. It's just not, it's just not panning out for Mr. Decker. I'm happy he has his TV show so he can find his future elsewhere. Tennessee Titans defense is ranked number 17th and Marcus Mariota. Mariota was limited in practice Wednesday with a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable, but he doesn't look good. You can't start him this week, but if he doesn't play on Sunday, you automatically downgrade everybody else on this team, including the running backs. It's really unfortunate, but they all come down a level. All right, Ashley, the Dolphins. Well, let's just start with the fact that they were terrible, like just terrible <laughs> in general last week. I mean, so so no one's going to have great stats from last week. They're just not going to. So I am going to say that we need 
to put this week behind us. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but did you see the wild card for Jay Color? I I'm getting the to it, bro. Oh, okay, I can't okay. not talk about it. Bro, okay, good. It's so okay, outrageous. sorry. It's so outrageous. So I'm just gonna say, let's put last week behind us. But if we have another week like last week, we're gonna have to really reevaluate and rethink some things here. Okay. So so with that. You were still starting Jarvis Landry, who hauled in six of seven targets for 40 yards. Still very, very reliable in PPR formats. Uh, same goes for Devontae Parker, who caught six of his eight targets for 69 yards. You can still play them. I think regardless of how bad they are, I think you can still play them. Again, maybe high hopes, maybe some slightly lower expectations than where you drafted them. But that's kind of the theme of this season, I feel like. Just kind of. Um, so... Jay Ajayi rushed 12 times for 46 yards and caught just one pass for eight yards. Not what you were hoping for. Nope. But Ajayi owners really need to hope that Jay Cutler and crew can get better so they can not always play from behind and so they can actually be on the field more, give Ajayi a shot at some rush attempts. So not great. I have absolutely no sleepers on this team. Uh, bench, speaking of Jay and the crew that need to get better, Coach Adam Gase completely dismissed the entire idea that he's going to change quarterbacks, that Jay's his guy. Because 20 of 28 for 164 and one interception apparently is okay in your book. <laughs> I don't really know what their options are, so that's, that's, you know, okay. But he also had, as Brian brought up, the most apathetic play in all of football last week. I mean, he, my husband would be quite upset if I did not make a mention of that Wildcat play because he literally just sat there with his hands on his hips didn't even like run or attempt anything with the play. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like football shame. You might as well have had the cigarette hanging out of his mouth in that play. So good. There actually is a uh, meme of him with smoke coming out oh. while just standing there. It's so <laughs> beautiful. It's like I sent it in our newsletter. It's there. And I was like, okay, maybe the smoking's not real. But do you know, Adam Gase said he was supposed to look apathetic on that play. Okay. So here's what. <laughs> I can't beat myself out here, or I would say it. But but then it was funny, though. You mentioned that, Brandon, because as my husband and I are watching it, we both were like, that's outrageous. And then he says, well, maybe this is their strategy, that they just have him look this uninterested and apathetic, and they're going to do this a couple times, and then, bam, they're going to actually roll it out. I'm like, I don't think so, babe. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But waiting. maybe. But right. maybe, I mean, I don't think he realistically thought so either, but I mean, it was so outrageous. I mean, Jay Cutler just not giving a crap at its highest in that moment. Unbelievable. Anyway, we can go on and on about Jay Cutler, but uh, Kenny Stills, he, you're not playing him either. Uh, he only had, he caught all three of his targets, only 13 yards. Julius Thomas was two of four for 29. The issue is you can't roll with boom and bust guys unless you were so desperate and on a team that is so unpredictable, who has Jay Apathetic Cutler as their quarterback. You just mm -hmm. can't do it. We've named plenty of other boomer bust guys that you could possibly roll with. You just, I gotta say, Kenny Stills, you can't do it this week. You just can't do it. All right, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals. So LaShawn McCoy is an interesting one. He rushed 20 times for 76 yards, cut three passes for 30. Um, it's a little concerning that McCoy has yet to score a touchdown this season, but at least he's getting the touches, okay? At least the opportunity is still there. Um, it's not a great matchup this week, but you're not benching McCoy. we got bye weeks going on. You might be frustrated, but you're not benching him. He will break at some point here, we promise you. And again, 76 yards, 
it's not that bad for rushing. We just we need to see a little bit more production out of him. Now, Charles Clay is a must-start who has been shining in a very unpredictable position as we talk, we rag on the tight ends a lot on this show, but you know what? He's been doing really well. So he had 112 yards last week and two touchdowns on the season. His touchdown pattern is every other week. So if that still holds up, he will score this week. Not saying that it will, but if it holds up, that's the case. It is a tough matchup, but he's Taylor's guy. And especially with Jordan Matthews out, this just increases Charles Clay's stock even more. So Go get him if he's potentially out there. We love us with Charles Clay. I ranked him number five. Yeah, it's about where he should be. Yeah. That's how I like bad tight ends are now. Yeah. Well, and that's the so, reality. You know, Charles Clay was going to have a big year. He's the only guy on the team other yeah. than McCoy. That's true. He's the receiver and tight ends. Lucky him. Well, the thing Time is that to retire after Taylor, this year. Yeah, but <laughs> Taylor and Matthews were starting oh to get, starting to get some connection going there. But now that Matthews, which, which you know, he has had thumb surgery, so he's be out for at least a month. Um, that just increases Charles Clay's stock. Now you may be saying, "Well, what does this do about Zay Jones?" <sighs> he's only had one catch for 18 yards last week, and he's got a still a case of the drops he's going on here. So you are only considering him if there is literally nobody else potentially out there due to bye weeks. The guy just drops way too many balls. And I'm sorry, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be enough of a beneficiary for you to go out there and play him. Charles Clay will benefit from this, not say Jones. Arguably, Tyrod Taylor will benefit from this, and that he'll probably run a bit more, not Zay Jones. So Tyrod Taylor completed 12 of 20 passes for only 182 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. He's got a bad matchup this week. You're not playing him. And you're also not playing Mike Tolbert, uh, who has a bad matchup. So the floor is just a little too low for me this week for you to play him. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green, two games back-to-back -back with touchdowns. The slow start with Green, I'm sure owners are much happier. It's too bad he doesn't get the yards with the touchdowns, but, hey, not everybody can be Stephon Diggs. Mm. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals defense, we have them ranked number 12, so they're right there on the cuff. Sleepers. <laughs> well, those running backs, those pesky little running backs, Mr. Joe Mixon. The next uh, cream top Hunt. three running back, top, <laughs> top three last three running back. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. His ceiling is Kareem Hunt. So yes, high. Kareem Hunt. Ours so yes, I love that. You just <laughs> added that to that person. Um, Mixon <laughs> is no more than a flex at this point. I know Mixon owners are excited about the amount of touches he saw last week just 21, but he only had 48 yards. He has had no touchdowns on this season, and the Bills' defense defensive line is pretty darn good. Yeah. I feel like Mixon owners will always find a reason every week to say, oh, this is the week. This yeah. is the week to start him. He got those 20 touches. He's getting the production. He's got it. He's going to get those yards eventually. Okay. Well, I would rather that happen on my bench then I would another four points on my roster. I just Prove can't. It. Prove it to me. Yeah, exactly. Prove it to me. I didn't draft him, so I'm not feeling that angst that you are, mm. but no. Um, I would rather put Bernard in that flex spot for sure. He's had two receiving touchdowns in the last two games. He is the third highest fantasy scorer for the Bengals after A.J. Green and Andy Dalton. So if you're going to go with a running back, it's – Giovanni Bernard. Uh, Tyler Croft, huge game for him <laughs> huge, last week. Yeah. Huge game. Now, I always, go, you know, go 
say not nice things about Ed Dixon. I'm like, oh, he's not a replacement for Greg Olson. But I said there was a potential for the Croft with the Tyler Eifert. Uh, but I didn't tell you to play him. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like I told you to play him because who would have? So I wish I would have called that, but I didn't. Maybe he can just slip in for Eifert and produce the same fantasy points. We will see. Now, with that said, he is a risky play. <laughs> he has been limited in practice with a knee injury. So maybe this isn't the week that we're plugging him in. But definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And Annie Dalton is on your bench. Slow hand clap for Dalton. Those performance last week, 286 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions. With that said, you're not starting Dalton against the Bills that have given up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Jeremy Hill, the most yards hill has had is 29 total yards in one game so that's sad kicker is not necessary to say jacksonville jaguars at the pittsburgh steelers so leonard fournette rushed 24 times for 86 yards and caught four or five targets for 59 yards and a receiving touchdown i predicted two touchdowns last week and he so nearly had it he was so close the other touchdown was called back it was his game it was gonna happen just bad luck uh but he was still great for you so uh he's an rb1 and we love him expect his usual 13 plus points that's just what he does it's like clockwork the guy is just consistently getting you double digit points so we love him now chris ivory rushed nine he's sleeper talking here nine times for 42 yards and is playing about 40 percent of the snaps now Keep your eye on him as he has some deep sleeper potential on certain weeks. This is not that week. But keep your eye on him because he is at least getting some touches. He's getting some play. So it's it's an interesting potential situation. Now, Marquise Lee came out hot, but he has cooled down in a big way, my friends. He caught only two or three targets for 18 yards and his drop count. Oh, man. He has had seven drops on the season thus far. He's it's, like a Mari kind of Cooper. It is. It's it's they're like blatant drops. It's it's a little brutal. So Alan Hearns has been a bit more reliable, catching four of his 10 targets for 42 yards. Uh, he's been targeting the end zone a bit more. The Steelers have the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So I don't love this matchup for either one of them. If you had to pick one, I would go with Hearns. Also take note that Lee did not practice with a rib injury today. So also not great news for him. Bench, well, Mercedes Lewis came back down to the real world and didn't catch any of his four targets last week. Bortles has a tough matchup, so that does not bode well for Mercedes Lewis. He is benched. Blake Bortles is also benched right now. The Steelers got the third fewest points, so this could be a really not pretty week. But I do really like the Jacksonville uh, defense. I know they're playing the Steelers, but I, you know what? They're just producing. They had negative one point week two but other than that they've been like 28 points 13 points 15 points depending on obviously your settings for your scoring but they are solid and i think they're going to be able to still produce this week all right those Steelers. agreed so um that's part of my problem here is that normally big ben and a lot of the pittsburgh steelers are people that you can start at home but unfortunately they're playing against the jacksonville jaguars and like the detroit lions ends up they're really good this year so i'm having a difficult time really kind of assessing this particular matchup um it looks like big ben's just had a lot of issues this year i mean he got you know the antonio brown meltdown happened last week uh you know he's coming out and he's talking about you know how he should be more like heath miller uh and like weird stuff <laughs> it's like yes, what what is he yes. even talking about it's just very weird 
Um, I'd like him to stop holding grudges against his wide receivers. That's been kind of difficult for us as fantasy players because obviously Antonio Brown had his worst week last week after this meltdown. Uh, obviously something's going on in that locker room. It's really ugly. Um, Last week at Baltimore, Ben completed 18 of his 30 pass attempts for 216 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. In good news, Le'Veon Bell got his groove back. 144 rushing yards off of 35 yep. carries. Whoa, that's a lot of carries. Uh, he caught four catches for 42 yards and scored two total touchdowns. Now, here's the thing. The best matchup against Jacksonville is running the ball. So I think this could be another 35 carries game for Le'Veon Bell, and then that means it's tough for all the receivers. I'm still starting Antonio Brown because he's Antonio Brown. Hopefully they get it together. In terms of Martavis Bryant, I think this is going to be too uh, wacky of a matchup to really rely on Martavis Bryant this week. Or Juju Smith-Schuster, who keeps kind of coming in here. I will say that Eli Rogers was a healthy scratch, so it looks like Juju is the guy. Um, and uh, I, I just, I feel not great about any of this. I will say that Jesse James, though, is questionable again with the shoulder injury, uh, but he was questionable in week four and was able to play, came in, caught all three of his targets for 40 yards. And Vance McDonald has yet to catch a pass as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think Jesse James is someone moving forward that you want to watch in good matchups. Kicker Chris Boswell has a very high floor in this game. Um, so, yeah, I would also start the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. <laughs> Jags. 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 Jags are going to jag. Jags. All right. Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams. Russell Wilson, man. He's he's come back. This is what he does. He always has a slow start, and then he comes. And I think we he's taken off. We're good. So he completed 21 of 26 passes for 295 yards, two touchdowns, and a pair of interceptions. But he also ran for 38 yards. He will be good again this week. I think you could expect 20 or more points from him. I don't think he's going to quite have the 30-point range that he had, but I think he'll be – you know, solidly in the low 20s. I think you feel good about him. Jimmy Graham caught four of six passes for 61 yards. You are playing, even though he has not scored a touchdown, he is consistent in an inconsistent position, and that is really all you can ask for. Really, touchdowns are just the icing on top, okay? it's you've, You generally, with tight ends, have got the touchdown-dependent guys or guys that get yardage, and it's very rare you get both. Those are the Gronks of the world, sometimes, you know, Jimmy Graham in the past. But for the most part, you should just be happy that he's scoring you at least this many yardage, and he does have the potential for a touchdown. So I think it could happen this week. Doug Baldwin, he was kind of the decoy. We were a little bit nervous about this. He caught three passes for 35 yards. I do think he's going to do better this week. They weren't going to push the envelope with him still a bit injured and, and being on the win. But Doug Baldwin didn't practice on Wednesday. So make sure you check your lineups and see. I would like to see a full practice in there so that I feel a little bit better about it. It isn't hopefully limited, but I don't, I don't know if we're going to get that assurance. So Paul Richardson caught three passes for 65 yards. He's a nice yin to Baldwin's yang when they're healthy. So Baldwin being more than a decoy, hopefully this week should expect better numbers for Paul Richardson. If, if Baldwin isn't healthy, if we're not seeing full practices, then Tyler Lockett definitely slips into that sleeper role. Uh, he was targeted five times, caught four of them for 67 yards. Could he do it again? Possibly, yeah. If Doug Baldwin, if we're not seeing that practice, then he definitely could. Um, I still like Paul Richardson more, but he's someone that if you need to stream someone this week, you could go out there and get Lockett. There's a chance, especially with Baldwin a little bit injured. Now, speaking of injuries, Chris Carson, because it's the – year of injuries uh he is on ir he underwent left ankle surgery on tuesday he's mm. been placed on ir and he will miss the rest of the season so what does this mean for the running back situation in seattle which we already declared as the most confusing running back situation well i would expect a weekly competition from them 
and you've got Thomas Rawls in the picture, Eddie Lacy, CJ Proceis, JD McKissick. Uh, the workloads are entirely up in the air. So my recommendation is that you literally stay away from absolutely all of them. Now, what we do know is that Carol said that Thomas and Eddie Lacy are going to take the load at running back. So we're going to see probably at least out of the gate a little bit of a split. But neither of them have really produced this year. Eddie Lacy had 11 carries for 52 yards against the Colts. So it wasn't terrible, uh, but you got CJ Proceis, who it, didn't practice, um, but he is expected to play. So Carroll expects him to be there. So that adds another little element in there. And then JD McKissick rushed four times for 38 yards and actually looked a little bit better and scored the touchdown. So you've got your standard nightmare. I recommend you stay away from all of them. The Rams. All right. I don't think we have gotten more thank yous than right? uh, we did this week about mm -hmm. Greg Zerline because Greg we have leg. been all over you guys telling you to get Greg Zerline. And man, did he come through? Hello, Greg. Ooh. Hello. Call he me. He unfortunately came through playing against me. Oh, which is sorry. I own him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you listen to the show, you have Greg the Leg, Legatron, Zerline in your house. Uh, also, Todd Gurley is now only 0.3 fantasy points behind Kareem Hunt for uh, top scoring running back and player in the National League. In, in non-PPR formats. Uh, so anyway, it's incredibly impressive what they're doing there in Los Angeles. A huge turnaround. We're so excited that this has worked out because we were talking about this in the preseason. <laughs> right. For one team, this has worked out. Uh, now, it's, in terms of sleepers, they're at Seattle. So you normally say like, but I will say this. Uh, Cooper Cup, I told you, the second that you bench him or and or you and or drop him, he bounces back. And I will say that the best matchup in uh, against that secondary is in the slot. I think that they're probably going to be going to Cooper Cup. But again, you know, it's going to be up and down, you guys, between him and Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods because they're on the field all the time. Uh, I'm going to say this right now that I am actually into Jared Goff this week as a sleeper pick or a weird fill-in. Um, Seattle... Uh, you know, honestly, they're a decent defense, but they're not like what you used to think. And again, the Rams are the highest scoring offense in the league right now. So that means the floor is pretty high for Goff, which is crazy to say, but it is the truth. Uh, I think it's going to be like around the 15 to 18 point range, which isn't like fantastic. But again, if you're filling in for Matt Ryan or what have you, I think he is going to have one of the solid floors of the week. It's a bad week for quarterbacks. Um, and I'm going to say this as well. Uh, the Rams defense started off strong in week one, uh, but they haven't ha scored many points since. But Seattle allows an average of 2.5 sacks per game. Hopefully they can get the group back. I would like to think that Weed Phillips can get it together. We just haven't seen it. Sammy Watkins is questionable with concussion that he suffered in week three. I think that actually that affected his performance in week four. So I would keep an eye on that. Concussions are scary, weird things. So um, that that would be the biggest issue there. And then Everett seems to be working himself back from injury. Tyler Higby was the one three of six for 47 yards. Not great. Um, but it's going to be an interesting week, you guys. And go Rams. Go Rams. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens at the Oakland, or excuse me, Baltimore Ravens at the Oakland Raiders. Da, 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 da. Something so like the that. Only starter I have on this team is the Ravens defense. That is it. Mm. That is the mm. only starter. Um, I like the fact they're playing Should EJ be quick Manuel. Then. EJ Manuel. So potential sleepers. I got some questions about Alex Collins last week, and it's it's just a tough one. So, you know, Collins got the start over West and ran for 82 yards on nine carries. But he was not able to haul in his four targets. He also fumbled the ball. 
And coach John Harbaugh noted that he has to hold on to the ball. And fumbling has been an issue for Collins always. He fumbled 17 times in college. He's already fumbled twice in three games as a Raven. Harbaugh goes on to say, quote, the leash isn't going to be that is going isn't going to be long on that. When you come in here and drop the ball however many times he has dropped it, I'm not going to tolerate it. So I have a hard time telling you to play Collins because I don't that leash may be very, very short. So uh, we'll have to see what's going on with that. He's he's the best play right now because you know, right now this means that you're benching West. This leaves Buck Allen to contend with Collins. Now Allen's racked up seven yards on two carries, but was able to bring in all six of his targets for 37 yards. Now Buck Allen owners are hoping that Collins continues to fumble and that the Ravens continue to play from behind, which does lend more action to the pass catching back, which is what Buck Allen is. Both of those scenes are very doable. So it's kind of a toss-up for me between who you play between Collins and Buck Allen. So tough call. Ben Watson, uh, five catches for 43 yards. Uh, he's a tight end that you can stream. He's one of the few players I will say that you can stream and potentially start because he is seeing that consistent targets from Flacco. So bench, Jeremy Macklin, uh, there's just not enough production there. This is a terrible offense for you to be a wide receiver on right now. And I have to mention Mike Wallace only for the fact that I said I would not mention him again until they proved worthy. And I guess six of 10 for 55 and a touchdown counts. But I'm still saying <laughs> do not. <laughs> we probably, you know, here's I the guess. thing. Well, I guess. But was this a week one, week wonder? Yeah, it definitely could be. This offense is truly horrible. So I don't think you can roll the dice. With Mike Wallace. I'm playing Ugh. both Macklin and Wallace this week. I'm going to prove you wrong, my friend. Uh, yes. Oh, very dicey. Yes, I am. Whoa. Very oh, risky. You stop. You stop. Just you wait, little ladies. Just You'd you rather wait. play Mike Wallace over Tyler Lockett this week? I, I don't. It's not whether I'd rather. I don't own Tyler Lockett. So I have to play Mike Wallace because that's the guy I own. There's no one else so left. So that was that's beside the point. I'm playing him, and therefore he's going to do well this week. Okay. okay. All right. Let's get into those Oakland Raiders. Marshawn Marshawn Lynch has been terrible along with the rest of the team the last two weeks, but I think he will bounce back somewhat this week. Baltimore gives up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs, but that is a bit inflamed by Le'Veon Bell last week getting over 30 fantasy points. But still, I think Lynch will get low double digits. 12, 13 fantasy points. I like that. Inflamed. Yeah. <laughs> inflammation. Inflammation. Due to the knee, Le'Veon Bell. The bruised knee bone is inflamed. Yeah, it's inflamed. So that's what it is. Um, sleepers, because that's where we're going now, unless you're on the kicker, because you can start him. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. I cannot tell you to start either one of these guys. Cooper has had a off corners following him around this year, but he can't catch a ball that is directly thrown in his numbers. It doesn't matter who's covering him. If you can't catch the ball, you can't play a guy. And it's not like he has so much, so many targets coming to him, like in Mike Evans, where it's like, I'm not going to catch a few balls because it's fine. I'm going to catch the other five for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Not the case here. He, um, he had 0.9 fantasy points last week and 0.6 the week before in standard leagues. Both Cooper and Crabtree are listed as questionable, but they should be good to play on Sunday. They just shouldn't be good to play in your lineup. All right, because the story gets worse. The story continues. Sad. 
depressing, depressing novel we got here. Derek Carr is out for two to six weeks with a back injury. That means that EJ Manuel that was on House Hunters, um, if you all remember, will be the quarterback for the Raiders. <laughs> Um, it was a really cute episode with this. I do not remember Buffalo. Oh yeah, when he was forced into Buffalo. Yeah, that was cute. Mm. Um, but it has not translated on the field. His greatness. So unfortunately, if you own Crabtree and Cooper, you've already had a tough time of it. Now it's going to get worse. Um, Jared Cook, though, top ten tight end in both yards and targets thus far. Um, so you can play him if you need to play him. The Oakland Raiders defense is at fourteen. So not starting them if you don't have to. I have um, a bold prediction. I think um, that this uh, defense, the Baltimore defense has been giving up points. I think this could be a Jalen Richard game. I okay. Big plays. Big plays. I like it. With EJ Manuel? That's, that's a really dicey roll. But they maybe. have to run. They're not going to, I mean, they don't want to like rely on EJ Manuel. I think they're going to be trading in those guys big time because, as you said, Marshawn Lynch yeah, isn't – like he can't even stay on the field. He's not even playing in enough snaps to be effective. God, I would just stack that box all day, though. All day. Yeah. And make true, EJ Tim. beat me with the arm. I would make EJ beat me with his arm. Yeah, I mean, it's just not – it's not uh, – yeah, I, I just don't love that, Brandon. And I'm sorry to say, but I think that <laughs> I think that Baltimore's defense you is better than we me. think they are. And I think it's not translating as well, but I don't I don't, don't think love London them. ruined them. Mm, no. I, I mean, yeah, they did ruin them, but we're talking about the Oakland Raiders here who literally have nobody playing worth anything. Um I mean, Jalen Richards, he's only had 15 rushing attempts. I know. Um, he has caught all five bold. of his targets, but that's targets we're talking about again. So now you're talking about EJ Manuel. Um, I don't know, Brandon. I, I don't I don't know if I can get down with that. You know, if you're going to talk about a receiving back, I guess it would be DeAndre Washington. He is listed as questionable, um, but he does see the most targets. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not going that far, Brandon. I can't. Okay. I, can't I, I didn't mean Raiders. to throw you for such a loop. I just I wanted to throw it out there. But no, I just no. can't. All right, we're, your we're, mind has been blown. You're yeah, like Brandon. I, right. I can't talk to you anymore. I can't. I'm not gonna sleep. Yeah. Sorry. All right, Green Bay Packers, <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Well, the Packers are. Uh, wow. I mean, holy injuries, Batman. Uh, so here's the deal. Ty Montgomery has confirmed that he is dealing with multiple broken ribs, but he is currently still questionable, which is crazy to me. It's a 4:25 p.m. game, so hopefully we'll know early. But this is a weird yeah. situation. Um, if he doesn't go, Jamal Williams was first reportedly going to be out for a few weeks due to a knee injury that he also suffered. Uh, but now he's practicing in full. It's weird. So it's then very, you're like, very confusing to me. Yeah. So then there's Aaron Jones, who's the guy that actually went in after both of them went out, and he's the one who actually scored a touchdown and did the Lambo leap and what have you, and it was exciting. Uh, but maybe he's not even going to be the guy. Maybe none of. The, I, I don't know what's going to go on. I think there's a possibility even Randall Cobb gets involved. You know, he kind of does that kind of running every once in a while. I Hashtag think it's year of the Cobb. Hashtag year of the Cobb. Who knows? So you need to definitely pay attention for the rest of the week uh, and follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Ask us questions because this is a very um, unsolved mystery type of situation here. Uh, Devontae Adams took a brutal hit that landed him in the hospital overnight. He was diagnosed with a concussion. 
Um, he is supposedly still questionable. I think that's crazy. Um, but if he does not play, I'm okay with obviously Jordan Nelson. You always play, you always play Aaron Rodgers. Um, I would be, I think you always play Randall Cobb this year, frankly, if you look at his stat mm -hmm. lines. Uh, I'm okay with you thinking about Geronimo Allison if Devontae Adams is out. If Devontae Adams and Tyra or Ty Montgomery are out, that's intriguing as well. Against the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to have to score points. Um, you start Mason Crosby. I am uh, not going to start the Green Bay Packers defense against Dak Prescott, who looks amazing the last couple games. And I'm a big Dak Prescott believer. Uh, I'm also going to say this, the Dallas defense is kind of mediocre against everything. So to me, it's just you start who's good and you don't start who's not, which is, I'm sorry, but Martellus Bennett, every week you guys tell me it's going to be his week. And yes, he caught six passes last week, but it was only for 39 yards. So I guess he's in a PPR league only, but man, it just is not clicking for some reason. Sorry. Let's hope you don't have Bennett and Mixon on the same team. That oh. would just be sad. Then you weren't right. listening to us in the preseason right. at yeah, all. Yeah, they were not. <laughs> Ashley, let's get these Cowboys done. Zeke, big, big, big game. Rushed 21 times for 85 yards and a touchdown. And he caught four of his five targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. Um, he is on the injury report, though, for his chest, but he's practicing in full. I don't think we've got anything to be nervous about. The only thing you could be nervous about is the NFL expects a decision in the Elliott case soon, hypothetically this week. So uh, I'm going to quote this because I will completely mess up all of this jargon. But the NFL is seeking a stay on the injunction, which is allowing Elliott to continue to play obviously while this is being played out. The fifth U.S. Circuit Courts of Appeal in New Orleans uh, heard oral arguments on Monday, and it sounds like they could issue the ruling, as I said, this week. If the court reverses the injunction, Elliott's suspension would start immediately for when that happens. So uh, Alfred Morris, it seems, is the, is the backup. So if you've got Elliott, we've been telling you for a while, you need to come up with a backup plan, go get Alfred Morris if he's still out there, work whatever deals you need to work to make sure you cover yourself. Um, this is what I've been waiting for all years to figure out how this is going to play out. So just quick heads up there. Does you're playing does he, he's not catching a lot of his targets. He's targeted 13 times. I've caught five of them, but it's for 98 yards. Those numbers are high enough that you have to play him regardless of how good or not good you feel about it. You have to play does. Unfortunately, I have to tell you Dak Prescott, you can feel good about the 252 yards, three touchdowns um, rush for 25. He's the sixth highest scoring quarterback on the season guys. So while it's not a great matchup on paper, I think he's still going to do fine. You're playing Dak Prescott. Now sleepers is Bryce Butler. He's not targeted a lot. He's only targeted twice last week. They caught both of them um, for only 12 yards. We did get a touchdown. So if you need a boom guy, he could be it because I like Dak. So he's only owned in, 1% of leagues. So he's definitely out there if you want him. Uh, big, big dart throw, but sometimes that's what you need during bye weeks. Now, my bench is Terrence Williams and um, Cole Beasley. Obviously, it's different if you were PPR. Williams caught four of his six for 34. Beasley, three of six for 17. Neither great options. It's a mediocre matchup. You've got to go with one. Go with Terrence Williams. And Jason Witten has fallen from grace, Courtney, just as you thought. Aww, only only one of two. Sad. It is sad. Uh, he's just not getting enough targets over the past two weeks for you to consider him. He's just not getting the targets, so you can't. There's nothing wrong with Jason Witten. He is just my poster child to why I hate tight ends. It is not him. He is not any more yep. special than Eric Ebron or Martellus Bennett or Jack Doyle or any of the others. 
hard out there. Guys that I can't stand. They're all the same. It's just it's my. It started with Jason Witten. Yeah. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs of the Houston Texans. This might actually be game of the week. It could yeah. be. It's gonna be really exciting. What can I say? The Kansas City Chiefs are the only four and O team in the National Football League, which is pretty crazy. Um, Kareem Hunt is human. Had his worst game by far, and still scored you over twelve fantasy points in standard scoring. Boom. Yep. There you go. Uh, I'm starting Alex Smith. That's right. This guy's floor is 15 points and his ceiling is 30. That's a starting quarterback in the National Football League, you guys. I know that's crazy, but they're going to have to throw the ball and or he's going to have to scramble to keep up with Houston. Deshaun Watson is now a guy who can hang 50 points on opponents. Now, I don't think he's going to do that against the Kansas City Chiefs, no. but my point is they are going to score points, though, and he's going to have to step it up and that's what he's been doing all season you guys alex smith has been stepping it up all season long which i feel bizarre saying but i would be irresponsible not to travis kelsey is a stud obviously last week was great uh he has had some down games but you can't bench him and uh tyreek hill didn't have that great primetime game but we knew it was a bad matchup we knew we were kind of throwing a dart there with him he'll be fine this week uh against the houston texans houston's kind of middle of the road against wide receivers in terms of fantasy points so tyreek hill should be fine i'm not starting anyone else but i do think it's funny that they have kareem hunt and akeem hunt on the same team and sometimes i look at the wrong person's so, stat lines yeah. and i get shocked um because <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> kareem or yeah what oh my gosh you didn't score any points like anyway it's funny to me uh and yeah harrison butker is the rookie kicker who kicked three kicks uh, like taking over cairo santos who went on ir and then consequently got cut mostly because of this contract he was going to be up anyway um I, risky pickup right now, but interesting rest of season. And I'm not starting Kansas City Chiefs defense against Houston, even though they've been great. I think Deshaun Watson is pretty solid, and they don't have enough tape on him yeah. to really figure him out yet. Boom. All right, the Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins had over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Will Fuller had similar numbers. There wasn't a player on this team that didn't have an impact in their 57 points against the Titans, that's for sure. The Chiefs get up the 10th yeah. most fantasy points to wide receivers, so I am starting both of these guys. Lamar Miller. Miller came out of nowhere last week with 131 total Whoa. yards and a pair of touchdowns. One on Miller. the ground and one in the air. It was nice. I guess we're starting him again. Welcome back, Miller. Thanks for not being a jerk all season. Deshaun Watson. Watson has yet to be. I know. I know. I would get Deshaun Watson's jerseys for my kids because they love they love Randy Watson. Is their dance ID for Sammy Watkins? But I'm just not a Houston Texans fan. So that's <laughs> um, I, they're not in that level of like feeling bad for them like the Buffalo Bills. So I can't, I can't, uh, but Watson has yet to be on the must start list, but he has done better than the majority of quarterbacks thus far. So he is basically tied for sixth place in fantasy points with Drew Brees. I think after two nice performances and a great performance, we can start him and feel good about it. He will have the rookie moments. I'm sure it'll be frustrating, but I haven't seen much of them yet. And the fact that he loves to run, I enjoy uh, Houston Texans defense is right there in the cup. We have them ranked number 13th, and everybody else, else is on the bench. We have the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears. 
So let's start with the news. Coach Zimmer said Sam Bradford's knee has a chance to play in week five. But honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. And you certainly are not going to risk with a Monday night game. Keenan will be the one to play, and you're not playing him either. So in terms of who you would actually play, Stefan Diggs, he continued his success with five of seven for 98 yards, which was almost half of Keenan's total passing yards, by the way. Diggs is his guy. I mean, that is who he goes to. You are playing him regardless of matchup, but it helps that he happens to have a nice matchup this week. So feel very good about Diggs. Adam Thielen, again, he's targeted eight times, which is which is good for a wide receiver too. He caught five of them for 49 yards. He has earned a wide receiver three or flex position in your lineups, especially because he has a glorious matchup this week. So I feel really good about Adam Thielen. I think you can as well, especially because we're talking buys here. So if you have him on your team, you can feel good about it. Kyle Rudolph, on the other hand, did not have a great game. Only mm. caught two of his four targets for 34 yards. So here's the issue. Keenum doesn't target him much. But on the other hand, with Cook now out, his role might increase. So play at your risk. Play at your own risk here. So as I said, Dalvin Cook, he tore his ACL last week, which was a very – that was a tough one. He has a little bit of cartilage damage apparently as well, and there could also be damage to his meniscus. So not good. He is out for the season. So Latavius Murray should step into the featured role with Jarek McKinnon as a change of pace option kind of back. Uh, Murray is still not 100% from his ankle injury from the offseason, but he says he's healthy enough to handle the workload. Um, I'm not loving that. That's not super convincing to me. Um, but Murray should handle essentially those early down goal line plays with McKinnon getting most of the kind of passing reps, snaps. So I don't love either of them. Hopefully you've got another option. Um, let's just throw that out there. And then wide receiver Michael Floyd, he is done with his four-game suspension, so he is back. He will be, in my opinion, the number three wide receiver on this team. Uh, but he is certainly behind Diggs and Thielen. Don't go jumping any guns here um, because, again, it's Keenum. All right, the Bears. feels so bad for the Vikings. Just so many injuries. Uh, I know. As a time. Vikings fan, I hate, I hate like, to yeah. end on this matchup. Yeah, it's kind of sad. However, I'm going to say finally the Chicago Bears did make the decision that they are going to Mitchell Trubisky. Now this. Boo. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Gonna be bad. It's all well, gonna be bad. I think it's unfortunate that he's starting his career on Monday Night Football against the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, what an awful decision. week to put him in. Put him in next week. Let Mike Glennon have this one. Yeah, yeah. So, but listen, I'm gonna try to be positive about this. I'm gonna say this. Um, Jordan Howard is still a stud, and hopefully, will score a touchdown in garbage time, just like he did last week. That's what yep. we need. Uh, I'm even okay with starting Tariq Cohen as a flex with some high upside and a bye week situation because he does have that big play upside. We see it almost every single week. So if he just gets one of those, you feel good about that. Um, I'm interested in who will become the favorite target of Mitchell Trubisky. It was Tanner Gentry actually in the preseason that was his favorite target, but Tanner Gentry isn't on the team right now. Uh, I think that he's on the practice squad. They may move him up. It's a, it's a very weird situation with him, but I still think that's probably not going to be it. So we have to just kind of keep our eyes open to see what's going on. Um, I think it might be Kendall Wright if you're someone that needs someone today, uh, but still it's a little bit over the top, but you can't start a defense or a kicker in a situation where it might be a shutout where it's a rookie you don't know what's going on with anything so that's just technique uh but i i think that he might surprise some people i like mitchell trubisky i just wish he had better weapons but i i think that if you can avoid them obviously that's for, 
for the best. But um, hopefully this uh, young man has a lovely career. But he only got 13 starts at UNC, so he doesn't have a lot of experience even in college. But it was great, great in preseason. Great in preseason. Probably want to start the Weren't we all? Star I, was, I was very good in preseason as well. Yes. Oh, I was. I was good. I was good too. All right, you guys, get them out of your lineups. The Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Redskins. We're in week five, guys. It's bye time. Good luck, everyone. Hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and make sure to tune in to our SiriusXM Fantasy Sports radio show from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Until next time, no more faking it.